welcome back to another fruitful episode of One of Us Has to Be Right. And I feel like we don't say this enough, Josh, fruitful? but yes, when is it not bountiful and plentiful? But, you know, if you're listening to this, feel free to give us, you know, a little little five-star review if you're liking oh? the content. If you're liking the content, a little A little plug? plug? Just a little shameless plug. It's been a couple months. I feel like we deserve another one. Another sure. Plug. Okay. Um... But yeah, let's get things started. I'll kick it on over to you. Scary good, scary bad in the world of sports this week, Josh. Yeah, no, my scary bad is the whole Brittany Griner situation oh, give going. Give me a break. Not you. I'm saying like the world about Brittany Griner. Because they're classifying her as quote unquote wrongfully detained. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> that's the whole. That's the shift for me. Um. Because at first I was like, oh, darn, they've got Brittany Griner in Russia. And you were like, I don't care. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> and now and now they're like, she's a American and she's no, being but, trapped. But let's talk about why she got arrested. Hash she had, oil. She had, yeah, an illegal substance in a different country. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not being wrongfully detained. If you carry an illegal item into another country... That's illegal. Like, yeah. Like, I, am I missing something here? The well, she's been detained for seventy-five days, and our expectation is that the White House do whatever is necessary to bring her home, bro. Like, come on. How about you? Like, and I get, I get that. Like, pot has like a different uh, stage of whether it's a you know a class A or class B or whatever the the classification system is for drugs. Yeah. But like, bro, a drug is a drug, and you just like you willingly. We're like, ah, yes, me, an American citizen, is going to bring an illegal substance into it. What are you a- doing in Russia anyway during she this? She plays. She plays for a Russian team. And so that's why it's crazy. Whoa. Oh, ho, ho, ho. She's not in the WNBA anymore? She is. Their season's only like 12 games, or it's super oh. short. I mean, it's not 12 games. There's 12 teams, but it's only like 40 games. So, like, during the offseason, a lot of WNBA players leave and go to Russia so, so let me get this straight. She's been working in Russia, knows their laws, goes there, breaks them, and and people have an issue with this. Yeah, and now the WNBA is going to put a number forty-two oh, a oh number forty-two God. patch on all of their courts until she's released, which is just insane. Like it's scary bad because of the fact that like she broke the law, bro. <laughs> like, like, like why, like why are we making her out to be a victim here? Yeah, no, I'm I'm off that. Um, that's like that's like if you if if you're a famous athlete and you're caught driving drunk, like we, uh, like nobody's gonna be like, oh, release my man. He didn't actually hurt anybody. Like it just it just was like a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like no, you broke the law in that country. It doesn't matter what you think the law should be or how impactful it should be. It is what it is. Yeah. No, Oof. I I don't I, I I don't care enough about Oof. it to keep going on that conversation. No, go for um, it. I'll die on a hill for that one. Yeah, my scary my scary good is oh my gosh, John ja Morant. Oof. Look, I get that the man shot less than fifty percent from the floor. I don't care about that. He put up that thirty matter. he put up thirty one shots. Steph put up twenty five last night. Doesn't matter. The Grizzlies won by five, one oh six, one oh one, tie the series. At one. Well did, you, well, did you see that terrible Gary Payton injury, fractured elbow? Yeah, that was brutal. After And then, of course, Dylan Brooks gets thrown out in the first, like, 
minute and a half of that game. It's like eight. I mean, Dray- I mean, Draymond's gotten kicked out for less than that. So yeah, true. But still, my scary good John Morant forty seven eight and eight last night. Ooh. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it it had to come from somewhere because Desmond Bain literally had five points, and I was just getting over the fact that he was, like, becoming my new favorite player in the NBA because he's just... Is... Huh? Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say, and this is after you said that the team plays better without John Moran. <laughs> oh, no, legit, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dead serious. They they literally have a higher win percentage when Ja is not on the floor, but then, then he, he just... he shows up 47. Yeah, he comes out last night and shows mm. exactly why he is, one the most improved player, quote-unquote. Not like he couldn't do that in his rookie year, but still, yeah. I, he... I, there's it's no the debate. leadership behind it now, too. There's no debate, and this is a team that could go in and beat the the Warriors. I have them beating the Warriors in this series, and that's yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. Could get over to you. You're scary good, scary bad. All right, I'm going to start with my scary bad, because we have Hayden Hype next, and my scary good relates to my hype here but i'm gonna start with what really upsets me and we we kind of saw this in ben simmons but now shifting over to the nfl can ryan Tannehill grow up oh dude i saw can he please grow up he's it's saying not it's my not job. my job dude it's that... not my job to mentor the the quarterback that came in here and i've i've needed to go to therapy for months after our playoff loss and 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 i didn't think that they were going to be you know, drafting somebody to replace me in the third round. Like, grow up. Play football. You've been in the league how many years and what have you done? Yeah, look. How many playoff games have you won, Ryan Tannehill? I'll never shame anyone, to be fair, uh, for going to therapy and seeking help for their mental health. But just the fact that it's because of a playoff loss. Yeah. Like, like, But even in the same breath, we're saying how stupid it is for Ben Simmons to like need to get his confidence back or else his back is gonna hurt because he because he can't play in the playoffs and he oh. missed, and he didn't take a layup or something no bro it was him for life no it was because what what did he say like mentally he was like mentally if yeah, i think might, like, about trigger. playing basketball it triggers <laughs> my back injury it's like bro yeah but ryan Tannehill, grow up you have a rookie in your quarterback room Competition is only going to make you better. Nobody sees any of these guys, especially not the NFL, as a day one starter. No, he um, also we, needs development low-key. Like, it, it's not like Malik Willis us, was going to come in and be this like day one starter. Like He needs at least two years of development. He drafted in the third round. Yeah, like this is this is somebody that that we were like predictively because the NFL always loves quarterbacks. We'll throw him like at six to the Panthers. This dude was taken like 75th overall. It was uh yeah 86th or 86th yeah and and we're gonna sit here and and just like realize how terrible that quarterback class was. One quarterback taken in the first two rounds. Yeah. I mean I guess everybody else saw it as bad as we did, but I mean none of us thought that it was gonna be that abysmal. Anyways, no. oh I'm sorry. Keep going if you were gonna talk. No about no 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 keep going. You you go. Moving on, this is my monthly announcement for a UFC card. Yeah, right. UFC 274 this weekend. Charles Oliveira, Justin Gagey fighting for the lightweight title. Rose Namajunas is also fighting uh, Carla Esparza. I mean, I think Rose retains. Um, and then you have Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson on this fight. 
That is so fun. I think I think Chandler is gonna bully the living daylights out of poor old Tony Ferguson. Cowboys yeah. on this. Cowboys on this card. Marco Rua is fighting Saint um, Saint Pro. But in the prelims, I'm really excited for this Randy Round and Chaos Williams welterweight um, welterweight fight. Both got well. Randy Brown's 14 and four. Chaos Williams. Uh, Chaos Williams is. Uh, thirteen and two, and his nickname is the Ox Fighter. Isn't that crazy? The Ox Fighter. Yeah, that's his nickname. I love that. Yeah. Anyways, UFC two seventy two is gonna be a great, great card. Um, Matt Schnell is also fighting. Oh God, he's still fighting. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. Feel free to legally stream it if you can. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> you will hear. Something scary good or scary bad for me about it next week. Now, we're going to hate or hype. Josh, I'm ready for my minute to start because I'm starting with my hype here. Yeah, you go ahead. And my hype is no other than Tai Tuivasa, okay? Comes in, takes the world and the heavyweight division by storm. He's this big, fat, lovable dude from, I think, either Australia New Zealand. Yeah, I think New guy Zealand. Doing, guy doing all the shoeies. After every single fight he wins, takes random crowd shoes, fills it up with beer, downs a quarter of it and gets the rest of it all over the floor. But what we saw last time he fought beats Derek Lewis, who was the number two overall heavyweight at the time. Yeah. And now, in September, he's scheduled to fight Cyril Gagne, or Gagne, however, the, however you yeah, say Yeah, I, I got you, I got you, I got you. Um who had just lost to Francis Ngannou. Now, I don't know what Francis Ngannou's doing talking about wanting to fight Tyson Fury or whatever else is going on, but I'm so happy for Tai Tuivasa. He never looks like he's going to win, and he just somehow has that teddy bear winningness to him. Your minute starts right now. Yeah, no. My hate train is mock drafts way too early. Oh my god. And I'm just going to throw out some of these names that we've seen out there for quarterbacks. Obviously, this year the quarterback class was not great. Well, um, yeah, but if you look at but sorry. Sorry. But if you look at these names, there's only a couple that I think actually go top 5, top 10. The name the nine names that I've seen thrown around in all these quote-unquote way too early mock drafts, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Tanner McKee, Will Levis, Devin Leary, Tyler Van Dyke, uh, Phil Yurkovec, Spencer Rattler, and Anthony Richardson. I think I said this in the group chat. Nine guys, no shot. We see even five of those go round one, but we see it every year. We see all these people throwing out these big names from big schools. Rattler shouldn't even be in the consideration, um, dude. I've seen some some. I've seen DJ Ungalangle, whatever, go number yeah. four or five in some of these mock drafts too, and that wasn't even one of the the nine guys that I said. So I just hate. These two, like the 2023 mock drafts, because nobody has any idea who's going to come out of the woodwork, who's going to absolutely suck, who's going to play well, and so it just doesn't make any sense. It's all just for headlines. Yeah. So what I was gonna say before I rudely interrupted you, Josh. Yeah. Was um, I was like, yeah, we saw it this year. We saw Sam Howell projected to go early round. Number one. one yeah. We saw Spencer Rattler early round one. I mean, Desmond Ritter early round one, like. All of these guys that that just it just never happens, and all these way too early mock drafts. I mean, you you also here's the thing: you don't know how every team is gonna do. Like true. Like like, like 
I mean, we could say based on power rankings going into the season, but I mean, uh, come on. What, what, yeah. what are we sitting here doing? No, and I mean, too, like, if you look at the draft 2020, no one had Trey Lance top five. No one had yeah. Zach Wilson top five. The only person yeah. who was a definite top five pick from that draft class was T- Trevor Lawrence with and just Justin with, Fields, with yeah. Justin Fields kind of in that top 15 rank. But no one had Mac Jones really in the first round of their mock. So it's just stuff. It's stupid stuff like that, man. I just yeah. hate seeing these way too early mock drafts where people I just... Say- I will say, though, it is fun to get the position players on your radar, like that tight end from Georgia. Or, yeah. Um, or uh, Eric, the, Eric, uh, Eric Gilbert, yeah, dog. Yeah, or the, or the young kid down in Alabama that's going to be a monster. Will Anderson? Yeah. Will but, Anderson would have gone number one in this draft. Yeah. No doubt. No but doubt. But that's what I'm saying. Everybody said that about that, Kayvon Thibodeau last yeah. year. That's true. Automatic lock to be the number one player taken off the board. Everybody thought Evan Neal number two gone you know what I mean yeah like, and I mean obviously they still did very very well um the, but, but there's still a year until yeah. next year's draft and yeah. a lot can happen in a year so last week we saw our own draft in the 2022 and we're gonna give you some draft classes that we think are overrated some yep. that are underrated and what we think our best is yeah um now we split up these teams so we're not doubling up on them so I don't want this to sound like just because I say this team that doesn't mean Josh doesn't love their draft or because Josh hates this team doesn't mean that I also hate it even more yeah um but I'm gonna let you start do you want to start over or under I say we do one each at a time go back and forth with it I think I think we say our best first okay um personally I think that the best team that came out there and drafted sorry John the Baltimore Ravens yeah I mean well, here's the thing. They they win the draft every year. They're hashtag draft good players. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what they continue to do. They go with Kyle Hamilton, Tyler Linderbaum, David Ojabo at 45 as he recovers from that Insane. Achilles. Travis mm. Travis Jones at 76. Mm. Daniel Falele at 110. Jalen mm. Armour Davis at 119. Oh, Lord, make it stop. And then, of course, you get to the, the like day three guys. Charlie Kohler at 128. Uh, Jordan Stout, the punter at 130. Isaiah Likely back to the tight end uh, <laughs> at 139. And then obviously they, they close it out with Demarion Williams, the corner out of Houston. And then the last pick that they had was Tyler Beatty, the running back out of Missouri. But, yeah. I mean, you look at that draft class top to bottom and it's all hits, no misses. That's for the married folks. So, yeah, give me the Ravens with the best draft class. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. That's that's actually a, that's a Drake lyric. The uh, that's for the married folk. Yeah, love it. No misses. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I I will say though about this draft class is that I'm not a fan of Tyler Lindenbaum in especially in this spot. I mean, I already had him as my third best interior lineman, and when you look at his measurables, but fifth he, percentile. Here's the thing: fifth percentile in height, sixth percentile in weight, first percentile in arms length, and you're going to a big power mauling scheme. That the Ravens have. You have, but he went third though. Like you yeah, had him no, as your I, I third best, it, but, but he went behind uh, Zion yeah. Johnson and Kenyon Green, so it makes but, but sense. It makes, well, no, to me it makes sense that you that you beef up that line. Somebody like, excuse me, somebody like Daniel Falele, like that's the size, the six six maulers that they need. I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens, but 
it was an overall really good draft. Draft good yeah. players. I'm mad that they took Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely. Yeah, crazy. And now for a team that made me really mad, who I think had the best draft this year. Matt, you're welcome. It is your New York football Giants. Okay. Here's the thing. I had Evan Neal as my number one overall player in this draft. I had Kayvon Thibodeau as my number two overall player in this draft. And they wow. came and they came out with them at five and seven. Love it. Wandale Robinson, they think that, you know, Kadarius uh, Tony is obviously on the move, potentially. After a year, they don't like his work ethic, not the talent. Uh, round three they get Joshua Zendu or Joshua Ezudu from North Carolina. Eh, a little bit of a reach. Cordell Flott, uh, cornerback LSU. There were better guys on the board. But round four, getting Daniel Bellinger. Your goat. From San Diego State. It hurts my heart. It really, really does. Um, yeah, I hate when good players go to teams I hate, and that happens a lot, and we will talk about some of those other guys. Uh, they get uh, Dane Belton, safety from Iowa, really good pickup. Micah McFadden, linebacker from Indiana, really versatile. Uh, D-line, DJ Davidson from Arizona State, you know, it, he's a third-day third guy. Uh, Iowa from North Carolina, doubling up on those North Carolina linemen. Uh, Marcus McKeithen, somebody likes something there. Down in Greensboro, I guess. But... Darian Beavers also to fortify that linebacking core behind Blake Martinez in the sixth round. Down in where? The sixth round. Oh, I no, said no, no. Greensboro. North Carolina? Chapel Hill? Mm. There is a UNC Greensboro, but that's mm. like a D3 yeah. school, bro. Yeah, there it is. We're, we're already starting showing for the day. Okay, good good, good work. Uh, but yeah, no, just... <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. They really got better at the top, um... With with some insane day one starters for them, you know you lose Evan Ingram, pick up Daniel Bellinger. I think you're doing all right for yourself. I'm gonna let you take it away next if you want to talk overrated or underrated draft classes. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little. I think we just kind of rapid fire these. My first underrated is the Atlanta Falcons. I love the pickup of Drake love London. Love the underrated idea of it. I, I mean, and here's the thing is, obviously, Drake London, he was my number one wide receiver in the class for his size. Um, I, I think that a close two is Jameson Williams. Shout out the Lions. But I love Drake London's size. I love the swag that he plays with that he has off the field as well. Um, and then you go in day two and pick up Arnold Ebiketti, Troy Anderson, Desmond Ritter, your potential quarterback of the future. Um Mike is on. Okay, now it's on. Not for the whole episode, but just like that last little bit. Got you. Um, yeah, no, and I mean, you had, what's his name? Uh, the tall six Felipe Franks going there last year. Yeah. And Desmond Ritter's that same mold, that Matt Ryan-esque stature, so. Yeah, and then not to mention day three, um, they literally just cut, um, <laughs> they just cut Mike Davis. So mm. they get Tyler Allgaier. Um, not you a similar. Mike, you thought Mike Davis was going to be the goat. I thought Mike Davis was going to be the goat in that Arthur Smith system. One of us had system. to be right. One um, of us had to be right. But then they close off the day with uh, two two bulldogs with John Fitzpatrick and uh, Justin Schaefer. So I, yeah. I like I like them staying in their home state. Um, and I, I really like I, I, again. I don't think that this is a great. I don't think this is a top tier draft class. No, but I think but it's that underrated. people are giving it a B plus and like. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's I think that it's a really solid draft class overall. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna say an underrated draft class in my opinion because people are just looking at the draft class and not the overall whole 
of this team. That's the Philadelphia overall haul Ooh, of this team. Baby. Love Philadelphia it. Eagles. They're top trading, three for me. Yeah, trading up to jump the Ravens to get Jordan Davis from Georgia. Phenomenal. Yep. You lose Fletcher Cox. You need a big body there. Getting Cam Jurgens from Nebraska while Bill Belichick is doing God knows what. Yep. And, you know, great, great um, replacement for Jason Kelsey there. Round three, getting the Kobe Dean. And he fell because of injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he has really bad shoulder issues, a bad knee. And he's 5'11", got beaten up down in Georgia. Going to get beaten up in the NFL. I think if he was really, really smart, and if the Eagles were smart, they would tell him to take the year off, heal up, and come back year two better than ever. And then, you know, Kyron Johnson from Kansas, Edge, they didn't have another pick till the sixth round. Grant uh, Calcaterra from SMU. But you get A.J. Brown, too. You know, yeah. that's, that's – and you have two firsts next year. Because of the Saints. People forget yeah. about the Saints trade that they gave up. So, I mean, what, the Saints ended up taking a Trevor Penning there, so it's not like it would have, you know, been something great for them. It's it, They – they decided to go with Jordan Davis after the whole run on wide receivers happened. So they get, I think, A.J. Brown, if you look at these guys comparatively, next season will be the best wide receiver out of any of the rookies. And yeah, so for Jalen Hurst, that's what that's what they need. Exactly. So Next to Devonta Smith. But yeah, give N'Kobe Dean a year, but the total haul, including the next year's first and getting A.J. Brown, Eagles, very underrated if you just look at that draft class. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with an overrated now. I've seen grades as high as an A, A- for this class, and I think it's terrible. Okay. It's the Chicago Bears. Yeah, what did they even do? They got Kyler Gordon and, ja- and, ja- and Jaquan Brisker. When I like they, Brisker. I like Brisker too, but when you need an offensive line and wide receiver, oh, yeah. and, and you end up going with a, a DB and another DB. And then the yeah. first weapon that they choose is 25-year-old Velas Jones. Yeah, and Tennessee at, kid. Yeah, at 71. And then they go they go Braxton Jones at pick 168. They had a ton of picks. I'll just get a, like run through these quick. Braxton Jones, uh, Dominique Robinson, the edge out of Miami, Ohio. Zach Thomas, the guard out of San Diego State. Tristan Ebner, the running back out of Baylor. There's four more no-name people on this list, and if one of them ends up being a Hall of Famer, then that's on me. But no, they yeah. they traded back in this draft a bunch, and I just mm-hmm. it they didn't add anybody. And look, if Kyler Gordon ends up being the goat, or Jaquan Brisker ends up being a top five safety, you can call me wrong. But this I can draft see class doing that, but yes. but I mean, you look at this draft class, and it's like As a whole. what. And it's like, what are they doing? To get an A-minus grade, that is incredibly overrated for me. Yeah, so I'm going to go with another overrated one since you started with there. Okay. Here's the thing. I don't entirely hate this draft class. I just think it's overrated for what I've been seeing. Um, And that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. Um, Listen, I kind of like the George Pickens pick for them. Um, I don't know how much... Playtime is going to get behind Claypool and Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, Najee out of the backfield. They also picked up Calvin Austin to be more of a slot guy. Yeah. Um, but you take Kenny Pickett, number one, uh, number 20 overall, your number one overall pick. Um, listen, I don't think any quarterbacks were ready, but I, I would have just played with Mitch for the year and waited till next year, see what happens um, with so many other situations. You get DeMarvin Leal. I, I question his character, same with George Pickens, but it's like, 
that's so I mean we've all seen the picture of George Pickens watching himself get picked where he's just in menace mode him and him and um and like who's that who's that yeah Marcus Peters yeah that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch the I mean these are all like NFC North or AFC North picks um, yeah. And then they get Connor Hayward from Michigan State, tight end, in the seventh the round. Brother, the brother of Cam <clears throat> Hayward. Cameron. Yep. Um, he had a pretty decent combine, better than what I was expecting. Uh, and then he's only finished... he's only six feet tall, though, playing tight yeah. end. I just don't think he. I yeah. don't think it happens. No, he's probably going to get shifted more to a fullback position, even though they have little Watt there. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, they finish out with Mark Robinson from Mississippi and Chris Ola Oladokun. From South Dakota State, the quarterback. It's crazy to me that Carson Strong goes undrafted, and Chris Oladokan from South Dakota State goes <laughs> round seven. Yeah. Shout out, shout out, Carson Strong now on the Eagles. Gonna be Jalen Hurts' replacement. You heard it here first. No, I'm kidding. I hope. But kicking it on over to you. Let's hear another Dude, underrated one. Um. Oh, you want me to go underrated? Well, you well you started under and then you went over, so I well, thought you'd go I, back I'm, to under. I think I'm going to stick over because I'm going to stay okay. in the AFC North, and I think the Cincinnati Bengals had an incredibly overrated draft class. Yeah. Look, I like Dex, I like Daxon Hill as much as the next guy, yeah, and Michigan. same same thing with Cam Taylor Britt. But for them to not address the tight end position at all, yeah. When you had pick 31, pick 60, pick 95, pick 136, and I get they went they ended up going with two DBs a defensive tackle, an offensive lineman, another DB, and then an edge, Jeffrey Gunter out of, uh, out of Coastal. But yeah. you look at this team that needs a tight end more than anything, and oh, they yeah. decided to completely ignore that need, even though they could have traded up and gotten Trey McBride. They could have done you know a bevy of different things as far as uh, tight ends go, and yet they let, at 128... Um, and 133, they let the Baltimore Ravens come out and take two of the top tight ends in this class. So, personally, don't love <clears throat> this this draft class. I think if you have a major need position and you don't draft it, and yet you're still getting an A minus grade, I think that's I, I don't think that's possible. So, I think Cincinnati Bengals incredibly overrated draft class. Underrated draft class, the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, I was also going to go underrated for them, but talk Here's to me. Here's the thing. Charles Cross is, is is exactly what Pete Carroll needs as far as yep. fit goes. We discussed that. So um, is Abe Lucas, though. Yeah, Abe Lucas, too. Yeah, and, and they need line help, so it makes yeah. a lot of sense. They um, might have their bookends for the next decade right there. They might. And then they get Boye Mafe from Minnesota. Your boy. Second round. Oh, it's going to be a menace. And then you they get Kenneth Walker. Michigan Which I, State. I don't hate because they can't. No. Their running backs can't stay Cannot healthy. Stay and if healthy. Kenneth and if Kenneth Wa- Kenneth Walker ends up being the goat, and they need to get rid of Rashad Penny and Chris Carson and all those guys, then it, it, they're going to look so smart in ten years. Yeah, they also pick up Tariq Wollen, Kobe Bryant, two two very toolsy guys. That two of that, two of my favorite corners in this draft. That too. Pete Carroll is going to have really fun with on the back end. They get Tyreek Smith from Ohio State. Edge, love it. Uh, and then they get John's favorite pick of the draft, Bo Melton from Rutgers. <laughs> DK's, DK's replacement. <laughs> More like Tyler Lockett's replacement. Maybe. Ooh, we'll see what happens with that. And then they get tight end. Uh, I don't even know how to start with this name. Derricky Young 
from Lenore Ryan College. Yes, right, right up the road outside of Asheville, North Carolina. Yeah, so, you know, they didn't get their successor in the quarterback. I want to see what Drew Locke can do. I want to see what happens. Yeah, I don't think but, he's given a. I don't think he's been given a fair shot. But here's the thing, you know, you trade Russell Wilson away, and you lose that first round pick in Jamal Adams, but you make the most of it. You hope that next year you're still able to build in the trenches and and find that quarterback next year. Like I think a lot of, like a lot of. Um, uh, teams are and he, just here's a fun little cr- uh, Charles Cross stat and Matt's gonna be happy to hear this one he might be the best pure pass protector in this year's draft I still think it's Evan Neal but he gave up only two sacks and 14 hurries in Mike Leach's pass heavy offense last season yeah I love it you know um just throwing that out there kicking it on over to you we have four you have Three more to go. Three, three more. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm going with I'm yeah. going with another underrated class, and this one was given an A, um, and so I think that it's not necessarily that it's underrated, um, but I think that people aren't talking about it enough, and that is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Look, unfortunately, you, unfor- unfortunately, that's a hit. Um, no, I love the pickup of Traylon Burks. Um, especially if you're trading away AJ Brown. Yeah, you're um, gonna need to figure out how to manufacture touches for him though. And yeah. I, I mean, they have Bobby Trees there, which I feel True. like everybody keeps forgetting because I, yeah. I keep forgetting he, about that because he was a sixth round pick or traded away for a sixth round pick. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens with Traylon Burks. Roger McCreary at 35. Nicholas Pettit Frere at 69. God, nice. Nice. Malik Willis at 86. Hassan Haskins at 131. Chigozi Mokwankwo, the tight end out of Maryland, at 143. And then, I mean, their last three picks Kyle Phillips out of UCLA, Theo Jackson out Mm -hmm. of Tennessee, Chance Campbell out of Mississippi. I mean, I don't. Those those three don't really move the needle for me, but those first six picks are all potential people, especially when we saw how bad. Their their running back room was when they didn't have Derrick Henry. Oh yeah, like Jeremy McNichols was god awful, and then I forget who came in. I was it. There was someone else in that running back room that it wasn't. Just, it wasn't Lewis, right? I don't know, dude. I honestly, I the, the fact that Deion I pulled Lu- wasn't not Deion Lewis. Uh, it might have been the fact that I pulled uh, the fact that I pulled uh, Jeremy McNichols out of my butt was. Oh, they, enough, they pulled. Enough. They called up Adrian Peterson. <laughs> Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Yeah, they picked up AP. So, or so for me, I think the fact that they get Hassan Haskins um, and they have him sitting behind King Henry, especially him coming back off that injury, um, oh, yeah. I love I love that pickup. So for me, I think it's an underrated class. I don't think people are talking about it enough, especially getting one of the top three quarterbacks at eighty six. Even if your if you even if your current quarterback is going to be a bitch about it. No, we're not pulling Ooh, any punches there. We're not pulling any punches it. there. All right, I'm going to sound like a hater, and guess what? It's because I am. An entirely overrated draft class for me is the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me hear it. God. Trent McDuffie from Washington. You know I hate my Washington DBs. Trash. George Karloftis. Trash. meat. George Karloftis from Purdue. Triple steak, double rice, five foot six. Sky Moore from Western Michigan. He's not Tyreek. Not going to fill the need for you. <laughs> Brian Cook from Cincinnati in the second round. Huh? I like the Leo Chanel pick from Wisconsin. Yeah, um, I do too. Good value. Yeah. Um, Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. You know, uh, toolsy. 
Darian Kennard from Kentucky, great, great pickup in round yeah, five. Makes no sense to me. Um, Jalen Watson, Washington State. I'm sure Josh, or I'm sure John knows this name. Isaiah Pacheco from Rutgers. Pache- Pacheco, yeah, the Pacheco. running back. Uh, and then they finish out with safety, Nazi Johnson from Marshall. Um, here's the thing. I, I'm not saying that based on boards they got bad value for their picks. I just don't like the picks. I don't think that they're going to play out as good as people are hoping for. Um, yeah, I mean, they got they – because got, here's the thing. They picked players that fit their needs in the, in the style that they play. But, God, do I just hate these players. <laughs> and like I said, I'm going to sound like a hater, but I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm gonna leave that at that, and I'm gonna let you go. Do you next. want? Do you want overrated or underrated? Um. I think I know what your underrated is. So give me your overrated, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna burn the house down with my last overrated. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that the Tampa Bay Bucks had an overrated draft. There it is. For for them to get A's for every single day when they picked up nobody day one. So the fact that they got an A for day one seems a little bit false i guess it's because they traded back to like, get yeah, more but, picks but i mean what but they pick up logan hall which i like the pick don't get me wrong it was also funny as they were picking him and i was like there's no way they're taking logan hall because they just yeah. got that and then we saw the card logan hall and i was like god damn it yeah well and so that's what i'm i don't i it's not that i hate the logan hall pick he's very shifty i think it's the other picks for me luke gadecki um, the yeah. guard from Central Michigan like, when Bernard uh, Ryman okay. was still on the board. Yeah. Um, especially at 57, didn't make any sense. Rashad White, when Isaiah Spiller was still on the board, yeah. didn't make any sense to me. Kate Otten, I didn't hate the pick. No, especially I mean, I'm, with, a Kate, I'm a Kate Otten fan. Especially when there's still so many things up on, up in the air with Gronk. Uh, Jake Camarda, the punter out of Georgia. I mean, Matt Ariza was still on the board at this time. I, I get told that. you, I, I just want to say, I'm calling it. I said yeah. that kid from Penn State was gonna get drafted real high, and he did, and he did. Um, mm, and then I, love being I think right. one of my favorite players in this draft, especially going and working with um, with uh, Todd Bowles, is gonna be Zion McCollum out of Sam Houston State. Yeah, it's gonna you be real fun. Big six four corner, especially when you don't need him to be yeah. incredible right away. It yeah. kind of reminds me of, um, gosh, whoever that corner from Kansas City was that came in and just popped off in his rookie year, and everyone was like, where did he come from? And everyone who, like, knew the draft was like, oh, we saw this coming. Like, oh. this was not – you know, he's still yeah. he's still pretty he's still pretty good. Um, can I'm you look that up while I finish? Can you look that up while I finish? What, what even do I type? <laughs> uh, Kansas City Chiefs depth chart. He's their starting corner. Okay, um, keep talking. And then they, they finish it up with Co Keeft, the tight end out of Minnesota, and then Andre Anthony, the linebacker at LSU – um, I don't. I, I just think that for them to get an A for every single day when there was more positional value, I, don't, I just I don't know if I uh, if I see what you're saying here. Uh, Rashad Fenton, is that no. what you mean? No. Uh, because they they have him listed as their number one left cornerback. Their number one right quarterback is Trent McDuffie. Um, we got Joshua Williams, who's a rookie. We got Lonnie Johnson Jr. Uh, do you mean Julian Thornhill? No, Juan Juan Thornhill. Oh yeah, but that's Juan but that's Thornhill. not who I was talking about either. Yeah, I, mm, not, oh, I don't know. Hold on. I, yeah, no, and you, I mean, you could look this up as I'm talking. What the heck? 
I don't know, man. You're about to write it in blood, though. No, Legereus Sneed. Legereus Sneed? Yeah, he's okay. Yeah, but Legereus Sneed, like, came out of nowhere his rookie year. But, regardless, I just think there was more positional value out there. I think Logan Hall was the only pick where there wasn't someone better than him on the board. Yeah. Um, and so, if that's the case, and Zion McCollum, too. So, there's two picks out of the, the out of the eight where there wasn't someone better that I can immediately think of off the top of my head on the board still. So, yeah. I'm I just for them to get a straight A across the board, I don't hate their draft class. It's just not an A for me. So, that's yeah. the, the stereotypical overrated. Yeah, and am I going to be biased when I say this next underrated team? Absolutely, you know I am. Jaguars had an underrated draft class. <laughs> they got Here's the thing. They got four real day one starters in this draft. The way that... Just the way that I see the Jaguars going, staying heavy in that in that three four scheme, you got Trayvon Walker who can be played as a seven five or a three tech. You get Devin Lloyd from Utah. They traded up to get him. Um, didn't take much. It was a fourth. They all they traded away was a fourth round for it. Uh, and you get a starter right next to um, Foye Luokan. You get Luke Fortner from Kentucky. I love this Luke Fortner pick. Center from Kentucky. I, I thought it. I thought it was a little high. No, but trust the process. No, 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 no. But yeah. I love Luke Fortner. You know how much I love Luke Fortner. So yeah. I thought it was a little high for him. But I still think that he's someone who can come in and be a you know a year one starter. Yeah, I think he's going to develop very very well. Um, and then I mean round round three still with our seventy overall pick. I thought it was a little redundant getting Chad Muma. Um, but but if you look at but if you look at the way that the Jaguars drafted, they're t- they're trending towards taller playmakers, right? Trayvon Walker six six, Devin Lloyd I think he's like six three, Luke Fortner six six, Chad Muma six three six four, rangy guy that can that can play like sideline to sideline. And when when you lose Miles Jack, when you don't have any other true starting caliber linebacker. I, I think I think they're trying to prove that you need to build up that front seven in the AFC South, playing against Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and whoever is going to show up for um, the, the Texans day one. And then uh, they also picked up a running back themselves, Snoop Connor. I really like the pick. He's a bull cow or bell cow kind of guy. Bell cow, where, yeah. Where he's five ten, like two twenty five, two thirty. He had, I think, 14 touchdowns in the SEC last year. His contact balance is phenomenal, which I, I'm so high on contact balance. Then they get cornerback Gregory Jr. from Outcha Baptist University. Um, I, if you tell me to, if you told me to point that out on a map, could, Texas. Sure, I'll buy it. Um, you could have told me Missouri, and I would have taken it. And then they get Monteric Brown, defensive back from Arkansas, probably going to be more of. You know, I lied. Wichita Baptist is in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Arkadelphia. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Montag Brown going to be a D-back for them. But I think I think they're going to have a lot of flexibility on this defense. It really doesn't make sense to me why they didn't take a tight end. I, I understand that they like their receiver room, but not taking a tight end for me just made no absolutely no sense whatsoever. Um, but... As far as getting C pluses and B minuses on certain accounts, I think Trayvon Walker is exactly the fit that they needed, and they got some real flexibility in that defense. Yes, yeah, shout out. Um, this is a name you know, 
Cliff Harris. Yeah. Hall Receiver? of Fame safety. No, Receiver. Hall of Fame safety, safety from the Dallas Cowboys. Um, he went to Wachita Baptist. Ouchie Baptist. No, I know it's Wachita, but um, let's call it Ouchie. So I was torn between two teams here, and technically I drafted one, but I realized that the other team that we mentioned was not named um, okay. as far as underrated. Okay. You you did not take them here, um, and I realized that I th- I looked over and I was gonna call the Washington Commanders underrated. Uh, hold on, can can we just can we just give a nod to them, just a nod, for for picking who, because I I for- like I like the Fedarian Mathis pick too early. I like I love the Brian Robinson pick to pair with, um, to pair you know pair in that running back. Are we, are we not gonna mention have. Jahan Dotson? Yeah, I know. That's the same thing. Jahan Dotson at 16, great, great pickup. Sam Howell at 144 when Carson Wentz's injury history is questionable. Um, I'm, I'm big on Cole Turner. I'm big on Chris Paul. I, I, I think that's a very, very underrated draft class. You might have said it's not they ridiculous. Reached, it's not you, ridiculous to and say. Then, that. Here's the thing. You might have said that. You, you might say they reach on some of these guys, but they got their guys and they got, they got their positional needs filled. So yeah. I mean, I mean, by all means, feel free to talk about the other team. But I just, I felt like we. We needed to mention that the I thought the Commanders had a good draft. Yeah, and no, I think the only reason that I'm saying this is because I like the top six from the Texans better, and they get their guy okay. Derek Stingley at three. Yeah. They pick up Kenyon Green, who we know oh, is a beast in the interior O line. Uh, Jalen Petrie, another pick in the secondary. They get John Mechie at wide receiver to let Davis Mills eat. I they mean, injury up- history, but with Brandon Cooks, could work well. Yeah, they get they get Christian Harris at linebacker thumper. at seventy five, and yeah, thumper, big thumper, and then they get Damian Pierce at, at one hundred seven. Yeah. So I mean, the, I mean trust, don't, don't forget Thomas Booker from Stanford. Yeah, Thomas Booker, the 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 big the big guy there, um, and then they get Tegan, oh gosh, Tegan Quitoriano at one seventy. Quitoriano. Sure, yeah, Oregon State tight end. And then uh, Austin DeCalcus, the the tackle from LSU. So yeah. um, people giving them a B, B minus B. I get it, um, yeah. but I think I think no, that if it's Stingley a solid draft, look if Stingley returns to 2019 levels, I think he will. That's going to be goat territory. Um, if Jalen Petrie can put up numbers that we would expect to see out of, like, an Eric Reed pre-Neal situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then, then, then we, we – and then, obviously, if John Mechie can even do a little bit of the production that we saw before his injury at Alabama, um, then he, going 44, was not a reach at all. So, yeah, I think that's just one of the, the draft classes that I wanted to mention now. Justin, let's burn it down. Burn the ha- burn the house down, Justin. I'm ready. I'm ready for this to be the. You know what they say. One of us has to be right to end yeah. the shows. And they, here's why you're wrong. The New York Jets overrated draft oh. class. Here's the thing. Oh. They got a lot, a lot better, and they got a lot of day one starters. And they got a lot of projects that will potentially turn out to be very good. Potentially seven starters that they drafted this year. Potentially. Ahmad Sauce Gardner, I was high on him. Don't like him in the top five. Don't like him in the top five. I get it. I don't like the frame. I don't like 6'4", 190 with stiff hips in my opinion. Um, I think he's going to really get tested on a lot of cut routes. 
Uh, Garrett Wilson, Ohio State at 10. Way too early for me. You know I'm on the Garrett Wilson hate train. Yeah, we're um, riding that heavy. And and like I said, this is this is an opinionated topic. You know, this isn't set in blood. This is like who we personally think is overrated and underrated. So don't come at me if you have a different opinion. That's fine. I don't care. Um, Garrett Wilson, I just, you know, I don't trust the body. I don't trust the hands. Great, great route running. Could be a little bit cleaner out of cuts. Um, high point tracking could be a little bit better. But... You get Zach Wilson the help that he needs, and when Drake London's off the board, you do what you can. Yeah. Um, Jermaine Johnson, I love the pick here at 26. Yeah. Really, really, really good value. Incredible um, value. Incredible player. At yeah. 26, come on. No, I, I like it. Brees Hall, I'm not as high on Brees Hall, but we'll see what happens with him. You know, For a team that in, needs an RB1, though? Yeah, I mean, coming into the backfield with Michael Carter, I think it's going to be good for them. Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State, round three a little early for me. Um, but I understand the direction they're going. Just a little too early for me. Uh, Max Mitchell from Louisiana, that's going to be a really fun project. And I, 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 here's the thing. I feel like I'm good at saying names that nobody knows. Michael Clemens was one of those guys that I shouted out on our Edge special. Um, yeah. Texas A&M, love him. I think he's going to be really, really solid. Get him into three-man rotation with Jermaine Johnson and Carl Lawson, who's coming back off injury. I think it's going to be, you know, I think that's going to be a really good um, front seven. I wish that they addressed linebacker and a little bit more depth in their safety because who's their starting safety? N- name uh, one of their two starting safeties. Did they get um, Marcus Williams? No. Did the Eagles get Marcus Williams? I think the Ravens got Marcus Williams. If the Ravens got Marcus Williams, that's incredible. Pairing Mark, oh, Marcus Williams with Kyle Hamilton, that's nasty. Yeah, yeah, Marcus Williams is on the Ravens. Um, Marcus well, they May lost, went, they lost Marcus, Marcus May, went to yeah, the Saints. Yeah, he's on the Saints, yeah. And now he's paired with Honey Badger, which is crazy. Um, do they still have that other guy from that? So once again, we're saying, do they still have that other guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so for yeah. me to say, right So right now they have LaMarcus Joyner, who's questionable. And, jo- and Jordan Whitehead. And, and Jordan Ashton, Whitehead. Ashton Davis. Elijah Riley. Yeah, so in I, their second starting cornerback, DJ Reed. Uh, I wish they addressed it a little bit more. They cloned. They cloned uh, Michael. They cloned Michael Carter to have him play. (laughs) They have two Michael Carters on the roster, Um, and they have and they have Brees Hall and Bryce Hall. (laughs) Yeah, dude. As if it wasn't hard. They also have Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson. Um, No, and don't forget Hampson Asir Aldean. Yeah, and like I said, I. I just think it's overrated. I'm not saying that it's a bad draft class, but for everybody to say it's a consensus A-plus pick, it's kind of like how you thought everybody reached for the Commanders. I thought a lot of those picks for the Jets were reaches, but you know what they say on your favorite podcast, Josh. One of us has to be right. We will catch you next week.